0: Scripture always must prevail, so we're going to go into the verses, and then we'll start talking. And if you have correspondence, or you have things on your heart to say, and I don't, it doesn't matter who you are, please add to this, because this is for discussion. This is definitely to encourage us, and then see where the Lord leads. Very simply, going to the sixth commandment, Exodus chapter 20, verse 13, the Lord made this very, very simple. Very simple. Thou shalt not kill. That is the opening. That's the window to this topic this morning. You can see it's the sixth commandment. It's not up for debate, it's not up for man's interpretation. Thou shalt not kill. Now, what are the effects of that? Moses went very, very um, almost forensically in describing and giving the different instances, because people's hearts are so hard and it's so easy to take the law of God and to be able to, to twist it into so many shapes and sizes. What did Moses have to say about this? Let's go next into Numbers chapter 35, verses 16 to 21. That's Numbers 35, verses 16 to 21. And whoever has that first, please step up and if you could read that, that would be great. Thank you.
1: And if he smite him with a stone, wherewith he may die? And he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. Or if he smite him with a hand weapon of wood, wherewith he may die? And he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. The revenger of blood himself shall slay the murderer. When he needeth him, he shall slay him. But if he thrust him of hatred, or hurl at him by laying of weight, that he died, or enmity smite him with his hand, that he died. That he smote him, he that smote him shall surely be put to death. For he is a
0: murderer, the revenger of blood shall slay the murderer when he needed him. Mm, thank you, Lisi. You see where this is going and how the Lord hates murder, He detests it. He detested so much that he came up with what's called capital punishment to take care of murderers. That's how serious that it was when the Lord, he opened this up and he gave this commandment. It wasn't enough for murderers to just have a slap on the wrist, to have some kind of a small jail sentence or some servitude to a master. It was a capital punishment to murder. Our topic today is called aborticide. One of the hottest topics that it's amazing how it always comes up as a hot topic every so many years, but it's always a hot topic, isn't it? It's easy for the media to kind of like put a little bit of lime on it and take the stench away and maybe calm it down for a little while, but it always surfaces and now it's about as heated up as it could be right now. And in spite of all of the filth and the wickedness that's out there, where this illegitimate guy in the White House hasn't done one good thing, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Roe versus Wade is on the verge of being overturned after all these years. It's incredible. And so we're going to talk about that today. This is a series, this is an unprecedented event basically in this church because never in the history of this church has there been a one-topic message done on the Wednesday night prayer meeting and the adult Sunday school class where we could discuss it and we can go over it. But I think it's important enough and what you're seeing in the last week and the last couple of weeks, I think it's very important that we really see some uh, some some foundational principles that the Lord has for us with this. We see that this is a study of the law of Moses where we have the third, we have the sixth commandment in in Exodus chapter 20 verse 13. And the big question is today, and this might this might open up a real plethora of conversation, what has happened to the moral fiber of America? What has happened to it? What happened? Do you think George Washington would have put up with this? Do you think that Did Thomas Jackson and Robert E. Lee would have ever put up with this? Patrick Henry? You didn't touch a hair on a baby's head with them under their administration, let alone anybody else's. Do you think they would have ever done anything? Well, it's just like Mr. Berta's wonderful uh, bumper sticker out there, like Pastor Britton had. That's right. Take away God's law and the, 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 chains, the, the, the chains of the wicked are forged against, the, especially Christianity, if you want to really expand it. Those change will come after, and they will wrap them around your necks, and now it's community conscience, and children are being taught that it's no problem aborting babies. This lesson is directed to those that promote, advocate, lobby, and engage in this detestable Horror. Not to those who have seen the light and repented, dedicating their lives to trusting in Christ. There's nobody better that can be an advocate of Jesus Christ than a woman who's repented that had an abortion. I saw the same thing with the the homosexual caucus down there at the the General Assembly. The best ones that were down there, the ones that were fighting the the most, that were former homosexuals that had gotten saved by Jesus Christ. Oh, the, the, the Lord Jesus Christ just flowed out of their pores. A precious, precious man down there, he stood there and he gave one of the most beautiful, just beautiful uh, um, um, examples of what happened in his life. And it's the same thing with the abortionists. There have been, I've watched over and over and over again, Bible conferences and different um, videos and all. Those that it had had, there, there was one woman I remember that had multiple abortions, three or I think it could have been four, and the Lord saved her. And she is spending her whole life as an advocate against it. And that's precious. And this is a wonderful blessing when anyone repents of any sin. But what's going on here? What's happening here? I want to read you something. I was going to read this later, but I know I'll forget to read this, and I want to read this to you. This is incredible. There was a pastor who he passed away about a little over about a year and a half or two years ago. And this dear man buried his son, buried his grandson, and buried his wife, and the Lord finally took him home, and he stood up, and he defended the faith down in Georgia for many, many, many years. His name was Pastor Robert McCurry, and he, is, he, is, he was incredible. And I used to get these little emails from him for years, and this was one of them. And it's called, America's Grim Holocaust, Legally Protected Abortion Continues. And here's what Pastor McCurry had said. In 1973, Richard Nixon was president. The Watergate scandal was making headlines, and a gallon of gasoline cost 39 cents. But there was a dark history being made in 1973. It arose from two U.S. Supreme Court cases. January 22, 20, and uh, and, and in January 22, 2018, marks the 45th anniversary of Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Bolton, the court cases authorizing legally protected abortion and America has never been the same he said the ongoing wickedness continues to be fueled by milk toast preachers frivolous churches passive christians and fluffy politicians he gave definitions of milk toast milk toast means a timid meek or unassertive spineless person somebody regarded as timid or submissive especially a man a timid or cowardly person Christianity, he says, now this, this is what I, I really want to drive home. This is an incredible statement. Christianity of old quenched the flames of oppression, lit the fires of freedom, and led two continents out of darkness of paganism. Today's Christianity is known for bingo games, softball leagues, and toast preachers. Christianity of old toppled the Roman Empire. Today's Christianity cannot even rid the nation of legal abortion. That's how. That's how disgusting, the so-called evangelical Christianity has become in America, that it can't even overturn legal abortion, protect the lives of little babies. Most Americans are okay with the murders of 4,000-plus children per day by legally protected intentional abortion, so long as the walls are thick enough to muffle the screams and high enough to hide the carnage. International abortion is aside, the killing of unborn child children. "...the wickedness of the sin of legally protected intentional abortion is a national plague, scourge, and abomination. The problem will not be solved until there is recognition, confession, and repentance of the vile, abhorred sin of legally protected intentional abortion." Every U.S. president that has supported legally protected intentional abortion, every state legislator, and every congressman and senator that ever voted for legally protected intentional abortion, every state, federal, and Supreme Court judge that ruled favorably for legally protected intentional abortion, every bureaucrat that administered the legally protected intentional abortion program, every passer... Pastor that is passive and silent and fails to preach, thus saith the Lord regarding the sin of legally protected abortion, need to repent, he says. They need to repent. And if you think this isn't a growing problem, there was a book that came out about 15 years ago, maybe a little bit more, called Abortion, an emotionally, or I think it was called an emotional and charged. Uh, Emotionally charged with whatever um, problem in America. This book was written by R.C. Sproul, and it was basically, he basically had cleared his desk of everything he was doing. He wrote this book in order to give it, he was going to give it free to churches so that they would teach their congregations what the legislative problems are and the political problems with abortion and what it does to a society. And he literally cold called these churches, some of the closest people that he had worked with. And they said, we don't want it. He said, that book of all the books he wrote out of 72 books, it was one that had the shortest shelf life. And when he called them up and asked them why, and he put it to them, they said, it'll split our church. It's too sensitive. We don't want to get into it. And he goes, well, then split it. And he said that in those exact words. Then split your church. And so that book, I have it. I love it. That book was given... And distributed to churches, and it was rejected by evangelical Christian churches. And what it did was it showed that anybody who's connected to an abortion is responsible before God. What did Pastor Britton do, Miss Roberta? Right. And when when he used to give that flow chart or whatever, he had it, How did he start it off?
2: And then he showed how many people died through worship and it would go on for four different pages of PowerPoint slides. Mm. And then he would say, "Are we on the killing team?" And he said, "The killing team consists of doctors, consists still filthy money for performing." Yep. Warship. But he can't do that without his partner. Right. Mm. His part is voting. And he pointed out like you're saying, several Christians they're voting for people who promote abortion. And they're now speaking up against it, so therefore they're part of the killing team. Mm. And um he had you have a couple people oh no, Dr.
3: Prince Cameron Chapel again, he's called like that's the pretty farm.
0: Amen killing was I still: Praise the Lord, absolutely.: Right. There's no way to mince words about that, and he never did, and that's, that may have saved right there. If there's one life right there, you just talked about many, how many lives it might have saved. Jenny had something to say here. Right? Mm. Look at that. Pastor for abortion. That's an oxymoron. A pastor for abortion. Lisa. Yeah. Right, what
2: they did to show their remorse and their repentance. And you know, we don't have that about today, but I mean, they go back. But, um, to their old ways, but at this point, they are not know the whole city is really willing to lay down, you
3: know,
0: what they've done and give it to the Lord and repent. Right. It's been so uh, there's, there's, and uh, we're going to read several, several verses, but. It's been so woven into the political structure of this country that it's come out of grade schools. It's in high schools. It's in the educational system. And now young people don't even know. They don't know how to not be for abortion. And what the stipulations are there. I mean, you know, Christ, Christ Himself said... That if you even cry raka against your neighbor and you call them names, you've already have murder in your heart. Just to have that in your heart to hate someone else, how much more serious it is, it's all serious, that you have a hand in the promotion and the, the enabling of abortion at some level, whether you're voting for it, you're on the look at these, you've never, we never, we've never seen. 30 years ago, whatever, the amount of material and the amount of bumper stickers and t-shirts and all that are out there on cars that are so filthy. Some of them have little fetuses with a pair of scissors at, it, at their necks, and they sit there and they just throw it in your face. The 6,000, or no, 6 million miracles or 6 billion miracles are enough. That was a bumper sticker I've seen. I mean, it's just open. It's out there. What used to be in the closet what used to be hidden in the bedroom is now out on Main Street. It's there. Did anybody see this weekend? Elizabeth Warren out on the White House front yard. Did you see that? She's, that, that big mouth woman is screaming her head off, saying, we will not go back. And all these women are standing around her saying, we will not go back. We will not go back. We're not going to overturn Roe versus Wade. We're going to butcher these babies and we're going to kill as many of them as we can. That's what she's saying. She's not standing there as an elderly woman defending the lives of a little baby. She's talking about cutting them up and burning them alive. And she wants to do that as much as possible. And that's what's been on the news. Matthew. Sally Feeney has pictures of that. We were talking her last Saturday night and they had, that's right, they found five babies. Uh, uh, Someone ran, somehow found, I don't know how they found them, but they went to the police to do an investigation because they did believe the abortions happened after they were born and they refused to do the autopsies. And the reply was they're now using aborted fetuses for fossil fuels. One of many things. Right. Then, um the fact that we even have an argument over killing a baby yeah. how far we've got separated right. evil has come from
2: you know God, our families, they they don't have any <clears throat> moral they have no sense that it's wrong. Right.
0: Right, I just, it, you just can't even imagine it. And I, I just can't believe that we have an argument over something. That's Brother Dave, that pastor was uh,
3: uh, Senator Warnock from Georgia, and his exact words were, I am a pro choice pastor.
0: How can you be a pastor and approach Right. What the word pastor? What does the word pastor mean? It's a shepherd. Right. That's a great point, Dave. He's a shepherd. He's supposed to be shepherding these people. Not encouraging them to do whatever it takes to close the womb. If the Lord opens the womb, who has the right to close it? That's a big question. Right? Of course. The, the government has brainwashed these people because it's all about they get money off these weeds. Exactly. Look at the panel of journalists that exposed the price lists of the aborted fetus's body parts. And they literally have price lists predicated on time of birth, maturity, and what it is exactly what the organ is. Lisa. Right, he's right, not a pastor, obvious not. Right, amen.
2: Right? Right. And then there was family
0: radio and, and I think they used to talk about something like that too. yeah, you, know, you can't, you, know, you can't argue with these people now because they just don't even care if it is a baby. nobody will stand up and talk against it. Yeah. D. James Kennedy, Carl Ridge, he was fantastic. Listen to that man preach, he hardly ever missed the message that he didn't bring up the horrible effects of abortion. He was incredible and that all went away when he died. It's incredible then at the church. Matthew. Right. Right. The next statement I was going to make was just right along those lines. I don't advocate ever hurting an animal, ever. For any reason, I don't think that's right. But there are more commercials on television right now about protecting puppies, whales, elephants, and spotted owls than there are on babies. Lisi.
1: Mm. Now, 28 days after birth, a fully formed baby. You know, it's just unbelievable. So it's like Lisa says there's no talking to be
0: these people because they know what it is. And right. They are still in doubt. Here's this birth fully formed baby and they're still killing it. Right. It's just so, it's so horrible. I can't wrap my head around this. The numbers have become so great. It's become such. You want to know what democracy means? Democracy means mob rule. We live in a republic. We don't live in a democracy. When you have a democracy, this is the kind of stuff that happens because you have such a great number of people that say it's okay that you can't even get a job if you talk against it. You can get literally fired if you're like on some kind of a national channel and you talk against it, you get fired. You say anything against it. (sighs) Fluffy. Fluffy politicians, Pastor McCurry says, lacking in meaning or substance, light and airy, soft, light or frivolous lacking depth or precision, fuzzy, hazy, fluffy thinking that only confuses the matter. Brother Dave talks about this pastor in Georgia. What did the Lord say about the shepherds? He said, then you better leave the 99 to save the one that's caught in the fence. And you need to save them, not abort them. You don't go out there and break their neck. God does not take the destruction of His creation at all lightly. It may seem like it is unmercifully dragging out that these people continue in their murder and not be affected, but a thousand years is as a a second to the Lord. David said, how long, O Lord? He said, my soul is also sore vexed, but thou, O Lord, how long? He says, I am weary with my groanies. All the night I make my 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 bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. How long? And this is grievous. It's grievous to the Christian to see this going on. In the confession of faith, the duty to the sixth commandment says, avoiding all occasions which tend to the unjust taking away the life of any. Exodus chapter 21 verses 25, we read, If men strive and hurt a woman with child, so that her fruit depart from her, and yet no mischief follow, he shall surely be punished according as the woman's husband will lay upon him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. And if any mischief follow, then thou shalt give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, and stripe for stripe. That's, that was the extension, that was the, uh, the, 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 um, um, the endless amount of footnotes and outlines that went by after this sixth commandment, thou shalt not kill. Moses made it very, very plain what it was to hurt a child. Scripture is where we find the perfect instructions concerning the moral life and how it is to be protected. Our duties regarding abortion are to regard any stages of it as murder. Murder is to be avoided in all occasions. We are to warn against it, cry out against it, vote against it, teach against it, and preach against it. And Pastor McCurry, he saw this years ago. He said, nobody's talking about it. The pastors aren't talking about it. How many times do you hear about it? I will say, uh, uh, Pastor Dobson, I did listen about six months ago, and I was flipping the channels, and he was hitting the abortion he was hitting very detailed instruction about abortion very hard. He does very, very, very good job on that. He always has. When occasions of murder arose, example in Scripture show men speaking up to prevent it and to rebuke murder. Saul got word from the Ziphites that David was in the wilderness of Ziph in the hill of Hakalah, and Saul took 3,000 men to seek David. Saul was going to kill David. Abishai was with David. He was, on, he was one of David's mighty men. He was the brother of Joab who was by David's side as his chief general all throughout David's conquest. Abishai was with David when David's son Absalom rose up against and when Sheba rose against him. David sent out spies and literally found Saul asleep with his spear stuck in the ground. Abishai says to David, "'Let's end this right now.'" Abishai says, "'I will take the spear and not twice but once smite him and kill him so he cannot pursue you anymore.'" And David said, don't you touch the hair on God's anointed. Do not kill him. That's that's where murder went. That's where David felt about murder. First Samuel, David's response was he was avoiding all occasion to commit murder. First Samuel 26, 9, And David said to Abishai, Destroy him not, for who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? He asked this as a question. David says, furthermore, As the Lord liveth, the Lord shall smite him, and his day shall come to die, or he shall descend in battle and perish. The Lord forbid that I should stretch forth mine hand against the Lord's anointed, but I pray thee, take thou now the spear that is at his bolster and the cruise of water and let us go. He had him. He knew Saul was coming to pursue to kill him. And David's belief in life was extremely valuable to his heart. And the Lord said to him not to do it. And he didn't do it. We think about the great plot to rub out Joseph, and brothers had conferred against him. And we remember what Reuben's response was when they were going to kill Joseph. In Genesis thirty-seven twenty-one. and Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness, and lay no hand upon him that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. Those in danger of being murdered should be protected. Abortion has become such a filthy curse to this nation and around the world that to have a normal marriage and want as many children as the Lord will give us is almost unheard of anymore. A family that wants many children is not of the norm in society anymore, but it is an advocate of the protection of a child inside the mother's womb where the mother will in no way harm that child, and that is where moms are today. This is Mother's Day. A mother's job is to protect her children. She's to protect them and to love them. She knows that precious, the mother, the, this is a great Mother's Day message. The mother knows that this precious little human being inside her is needy and weak and needs her protection. She obeys Scripture. Can someone look up Psalm 82, 3 and read that? It's very, very, 82, 3 and 4, short verses. Thank you, faith. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. How do you rid 4,000 babies a day out of the hand of the wicked? 4,000 babies a day are being murdered. That's the national average in America. That's the national average. 4,000 babies a day are being murdered. Aborticide. If we have knowledge, especially from Scripture, the people are being murdered, even if it... They, even if it even if they call it legal, what's our job to do? Our job is to cry out against it, isn't it? We need to pray. Proverbs twenty four eleven says, If thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death and those that are ready to be slain, if thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not, doth not he that pondereth the heart consider it? And he that keepeth thy soul, doth not he know it? And shall not he render to every man according to his works? Can anybody explain to me what these verses mean? What does that mean? You see somebody murder somebody and you do nothing about it and you say nothing about it, you might get away with it down here at the courthouse. You might get away with it at the Supreme Court level, but you're never going to get away from it with God. He has the books kept perfectly. If you see somebody murdering and you let it go, what about all the pastors, all the politicians, that they sit back and they say nothing They just say nothing. That speaks louder than just crying out against it. Or crying out for it or against it. To say nothing. Every stage of life is ordered by God. Conception is determined by God. And He has the authority to open and close the womb. Here's some really good Mother's Day verses here. Psalm 127, verses 3, 4... And five. Who could look that up and read them? Psalm hundred and twenty seven, verses three, four, and five. No
2: children mm.
0: that of powerful verses. Thank you, Jenny. Lisa. How bad it is. That's that's a good lead in. We just read about what a mother's responsibility is from our Lord Jesus Christ. This is what happened on May 3rd. I'm gonna walk around, y'all take a look at this. I can't hand it to you because I gotta read it. This is what happened at the Supreme Court in front of it. Matthew was talking about this. First time I ever walked around the audience here. See that? Supreme Court. We should choose our own destinies, it says. This is young people. See that? What does it say here? My body, my choice. That's another question we're going to be answering. Is it their body? See that? This just happened on May 3rd, right there in front of the Supreme Court. And there's all over the country, there's all kinds of horrible. There's a lot of riots and stuff happening. It's My body, my choice, that's what it says. This is the picture right here. I'm going to read you. This is Maryland. This is the state we live in, and this is their prerogative on it. These young people are sitting out there. There were riots. They they actually, riots broke out after this. And here, here's Maryland's position right now. Wrong pulpit, sorry. I'm so used to that. While state lawmakers in Annapolis recently expanded access to an abortion, A draft majority opinion reportedly leaked to Politico suggests that the U.S. Supreme Court is poised to overturn Roe v. Wade, the landmark abortion. Oh, that's so horrible. Something leaked out. Oh, someone would dare say something against Roe v. Wade. Well, if the court strikes down Roe, abortion rights would be left to the states to decide Right now, 22 states have laws on their books to ban or restrict abortion, and four more appear poised to do so, according to the Guttmacher Institute and Abortion Rights Policy Group. In Maryland, the legislature recently passed a bill expanding the definition of providers qualified to perform an abortion, establishing an abortion training program funded by the state and requiring most insurance companies to cover the cost of an abortion. Oh, i got to have my insurance. i got to pay my insurance premiums on time. They're the ones that are funding the abortions. And who's leading the cause right now? Blue Cross and Blue Shield. What a real protection. They're the ones funding it. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. They cover the cost of an abortion, according to the Ruse Report. Governor Larry Hogan vetoed the bill, but the legislature overrode the veto. Maryland leaders spoke out against the Supreme Court's draft Monday night and Tuesday morning. If this draft decision stands, the Supreme Court will strip Americans of their reproductive rights and put the lives and health of millions of women at risk. Plenty more here. Reproductive rights. Reproductive rights.
3: Right,
0: right, right, excellent. That brings me back to two or three years ago when Cuomo got in. He said the very first thing, I become governor, I promise you, I will enforce and I will put in effect the Reproductive Health Care Act. And he did it within two months of getting in as governor of New York. What was the Reproductive Health Care Act? Does anybody know what it meant? That's one. You'd think that would be enough, enough of an atrocity. That's just the window of what was happening. Right. Praise the Lord. Yeah. 20 days. 20 days. Mm. The Reproductive Health Care Act, two things it's not. It's not reproductive, and it's not health care. That's for sure. That's in and of itself is crazy. Jacob. Um, so earlier this week I had a conversation with somebody, um, somebody
4: that I knew at one point was in church, and we I had a discussion, they they reacted to a Facebook post that I made about
0: abortion. Good job.
2: Oh, so
4: I came back and I said, So you admit it's murder. She it says, No, a fetus is not a person <sighs> until
0: it benefits a human. Because apparently, benefits.
4: Her. And then, of all, plate, of all places, online, TurboTax had a whole article about how you can get tax write-offs for pregnant women, mm. for, um, for I think like tests and stuff like that to check on the baby, stuff like that. And they have specific tax write offs for each trimester, and you know they still they still think. that this person's opinion is
0: that mm. women should have the right to choose. Wow. So, so the fetal the fetal the baby has to benefit the family before it 's worth a life, and the question remains is where does a baby where is a baby responsible to be executed for any of the provisions? You have to remember that 's a great point jacob and that 's good research. You have to remember whenever you see the conservatives come out and say they make concessions for abortion that 's where the most problems came from abortion is making concessions for these outlandish uh, possibilities. Maybe I shouldn't say outlandish, but what are the three things they always say that we will make concessions for abortion? Rape? Incest? Mother's life? Yeah, the, uh, what's that called? What's that test they gave you? Yeah. That's, I'm sorry, that's right. They wanted to give it to you. I just was listening to a message this week about, uh, no, it wasn't a message. I was, somebody I actually physically talked to said that their, their, uh, was their niece or whatever it was was told to abort the baby because in that test that they give, it showed that the baby was going to unequivocally be paralyzed. The baby should die because it's going to be, they, they say it's going to be paralyzed? baby was born, a baby was fine, and never was paralyzed. And this has happened. Getting back to the Reproductive Health Care Act of Mr. Cuomo, name names, Paul says to name names, rebuke, reprove name names. Mr. Cuomo, Dave gave the open door, and good job for Dave, that you can infanticide, you can abort a baby after it's been born uh, up to so many days. But he expanded that. Pretty much anybody can perform the abortion. He wanted not just not doctors, surgeons, anybody in the medical field can provide the abortion. Nurses, they can perform it. Midwives, midwives can perform abortions. Just about, he, he made it about, just about available for anybody to be able to, anybody that has anything to do with childbirth could perform an abortion. They can have these places where you have birthing centers where you can perform abortion. For it's all said and done, I believe this infanticide bill that's going on now in three key states in America, that that'll be the same process. Same thing. People don't know this. They don't know what the... People think the Reproductive Health Care Act is a good thing. They don't even know what's in it. They have no... I've talked to people. What's that? I think we need to know it. Lisa.
2: Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So how is that humane? But the
2: same people who are saying, Oh well we can't we can't kill somebody who's a, a you know, a thief or this or, or a murderer. Right. We can't kill a murderer because uh, you
0: know, that's not humane if we hang them or if we electrocute them or if we gas chamber them or whatever we do. Right. Right, right, right. Well, Pastor, still the humanity of the church in the long time past of the Roman Catholic Church, and they would dismember and they would torture uh, people who were not of the faith. Right, in the name of God. Amen. That's right.
3: Right. It's well documented. Um, and, you know, so it's a principle of if there is a standard to live by for which we understand and, and relate to, that standard can. It doesn't. It eventually goes to these things that are more,
0: you know, barbaric. That's right.
3: Did they end up offering their babies to Mona. Oh. You know, um, these are the same families, eventually, you know, as generations went by, who left Egypt and, and went to the land, got to the promised land, were victorious, you know, and, you know, oh God, this is it. And eventually, within X number of generations, they had distanced themselves from.
0: That's right. It's we focus on
3: one particular aspect of it, but mm. it's all, you know, how could anybody kill mm. Right. Um, and if the, the main avenue of, of information, the media, hides this for the sake of proof, you know, a woman's right, you know, uh, and, and listens to those statements and, and broadcasts what the vice president says and, you know, all
0: this other kind of stuff and ignores everything else, well, what do people what do with it? That's right. Of course, going to say, that's the right thing. Yeah. Sure. Amen, and to expound upon that, number one, my amen came from you expounding something we talked about Wednesday night. I maintain that the babies are killed much like the martyrs were. We talked about that Wednesday night, didn't we? They're burned. The martyrs were burned. They were dismembered. They were disemboweled. Their necks were broken. They were hung. I mean, (laughs) it's the very same way. They're being released. They're being tortured. But it's incredible. What's incredible is... It shows how far someone can go, and we haven't even seen the full weight of this without Jesus Christ. It shows how far the wickedness can go. It can go and go, and we're just really now hearing what's been behind the scenes for the last 40 years, what they do with these body parts. Lisey. Amen. Amen. Beautiful verses. Thank you. Right. It's going to affect six hundred million babies. Great point, Dave. Lisa, and I got something I, I'm I'm gonna kinda say something there. Lisa. the girl that heard on Facebook about, you know, not right. really of any benefits Well, you know, she wasn't either at Rod but you have to nurture that
2: child. You have to grow them. You know, you go in your garden Sure. So, you know, it, it should be looked at like a human being that is you mold in shape to be a better, right. to serve other people, not just your you know, so you know, the thing is that a motherhood is is it's not
0: this thing where you just pop out a child and then you just let it go on its bearing way. Right. It's not a dog. right You know, dogs, you know, have babies and cats have babies too, but you know, they're they're more self sufficient, much quicker than a child. Right. You know, right like, so twenty eight days right right it's no logic at all, no logic. none. real quick, Matthew, and we're gonna have to stop here in a second no, no, that would be tough. um getting back to what Dave said. There were two statements that came to, 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 that came to mind real quick that I don't want to, I don't want to miss. It came from uh, Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris, both said, this is a dark day for women and women's rights are being violated. How many of these little fetuses were females? Where were their rights? Where was anybody advocating them? At least the feminist movement could defend the female babies, at least they could do that. And I go back to this, this murder of... Uh, sadly, what Lisa was talking about, how the abortions are okay, but, it's, but, but uh, the murderers that are out there can really basically now, ch- some of them can choose their own execution or not be executed.
1: What was the guy's
0: name? It wasn't Drew. Peterson, the guy that killed his wife and the little baby. Peterson. Scott Peterson. Scott Peterson had his execution overturned. He's not going to be executed now for killing. It was, it was proven unequivocally that he killed Lacey. But she, what caused the big controversy when Lacey's murder had come to light on the national news? Yeah. They named the little baby. It was only several months old. They had named him Colin. That caused a real big problem. And even the liberals were calling him Colin. They were saying, so, oh, oh, can't do that. That wasn't a real baby. That little child had a name. Lisa. Go ahead. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Governor Newsom just had it overturned. He's not going to be executed now. But the babies will. But we're going to continue to talk about this and we're going to pray about this. We're going to pray about it now. We're going to pray about it through the week. We're going to talk about it Wednesday nights. If you all can be here, that'd be great. And next Sunday. And we have some names to name, and we have some numbers to look at, too. So we're going to ask the Lord to guide us and direct us. Lord, please help us with this. We pray for these precious little babies. Thank thee for Mother's Day, and thank thee for the mothers, Lord, that are so bold. Ones here that love thee, that defend their children. Bless us and give us a good morning together of fellowship. And we thank thee that we could be here in thy house. For tonight. name we thank thee and praise thee. And we just beg thee, Lord, that Thy Spirit will walk walk amongst us greatly today. It's not anything we ask. Amen.